Hey guys, welcome to the radio station that's going to change your life forever. It is called Von Radio, and the broadcast is called Voice Over Nations. And I'm your host, Kerry B. What a blessing, what an honor it is to worship God in a nation where we will not be sent to prison because of our beliefs. We thank God for freedom in this hour. We have been speaking about the way you should go. And this is a teaching that is being released by the Holy Spirit in this hour. And I believe that God has given instruction through this teaching to tell the people of the Lord that there is a certain way that we should walk with God. And we have to learn God's laws, His statutes, His commandments, and His ways. Moses knew the ways of God. That is how he performed so many powerful miracles. Many others knew his acts, but Moses knew his ways. And I want to be the minister, the type of person that walks close with the Lord in this hour, that I not only know his acts, his signs and wonders and miracles, but I know the intimate details of God's ways. I know what he likes. I know what he dislikes. I know what will get God to move in the hour in which it's needed. And that means that we have to walk real close, I mean real close, hand in hand with the Lord. Because how can two walk together, Amos 3 and 3, except they agree? I agree with the direction that God has for my life. And I hope you do the same thing. And I said on yesterday's broadcast, one of the questions we need to be asking God in this hour Lord, what is it that you require of me? What is it going to take for me to live an exemplary life, a life that is pleasing before you? What is it? What type of walk that I need to have? What type of uh, requirements you expect that I should walk in that will allow me to operate in signs, wonders, and miracles and have the heavens open? What type of a lifestyle should I live to have every dream that you have given me to manifest on my life? These are some of the questions that you need to have a really good, uh, intimate conversation with God. Every person that's listening to this broadcast, no matter if you don't feel like you have a calling on your life, and uh, no matter if you think that you're gifted or not, you need to have this conversation with God. God, what do you require of me in this hour? Because some of the greatest opportunities are missed because we're walking in the wrong direction and we're doing the wrong things. And because of that, God cannot move like he wants to move in our lives. So we want to kind of go back over a few verses of Proverbs, the fourth chapter, and I think I left off at like the fifth or sixth verse. But let me start back at the first verse. It says, listen to my, listen, my sons, to a father's instruction. Pay attention and gain understanding. The writer is saying that one of the things that we have to do, we have to listen to our father's instruction. Not only our earthly fathers and, and mothers, our parents, but we also have to listen to the father fathers. And that's the Father of Jesus Christ. We have to listen to his instructions. 
we have to pay attention to what it's saying and we gain understanding like that uh, it says I give you sound learning so do not forsake my teaching for I too was a son to my father still tender and cherished by my mother and then he taught me and he said to me take hold of my words with all of your heart keep my commandments and you will live now this father is um, relating the instruction that he received from his father and his father told him take hold of the words that he was being taught with all his heart and keep the commandments of God and you will live and I, I just speak to you today take hold of the words of the Lord and what I'm releasing unto you take these words meditate them in your heart and they're going to produce life in you they're going to cause you to walk in your divine destiny and the will of the Lord for your life. Get wisdom and get understanding. Do not forsake the words of the Lord. And uh, don't turn away from them. Wisdom, as I said before, wisdom is a spirit. The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus Christ it brings. Wisdom is one of the attributes of God is one of the spirits of God so we need wisdom in this hour and it says do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you love her and she will watch over you now in the scripture it is speaking in a female a feminine context uh, but it's showing you how to cherish it's kind of relating wisdom to a relationship um, that we may have with uh, the opposite sex. And, uh, and it says, do not forsake wisdom. We need wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to take the knowledge that you have in hand and use it for your good. Wisdom causes you to make good decisions. Wisdom will take uh, a little and turn it into a lot. It would take a problem and bring it into an answer, a solution. Because there's a wisdom of the world and there's a wisdom of God. And the wisdom of God, it doesn't matter what you face in life, the wisdom of God always has the answer. It always has a solution. That's why you cannot forsake wisdom in this hour. It says the beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom that would cause you all get understanding. You have to get understanding and you have to get wisdom. It says, cherish her wisdom and she will exalt you, embrace her and she will honor you. If you cherish wisdom and the book of Proverbs is a book of wisdom and instruction. I'm telling you, if you really want to know how to live and how to operate and deal with almost any situation you face, all you have to do is go through the book of Proverbs, um, the book of Solomon. And uh, this wise man, he gave so much wisdom, so much instruction thousands of years ago. And we're still, we're still operating and understanding what he has said so long ago. As I said before, Solomon was such a man that he had uh, asked God for a discerning heart and God gave him wisdom. And People would come from miles and miles around to hear the wisdom and ask him hard questions and riddles and so forth. And he would answer them all. It was nothing too hard for him. 
And the Bible says this never will be another man like Solomon uh, on this earth that will live with the wisdom that he had. And all he did was ask God for understanding to be able to take care of his people and discern between good and evil. And that's what God gave him. He poured out his heart. And I believe that God can give us wisdom uh, in this season, in this hour, no matter what job uh, we have, occupation we may have. Uh, he can give you wisdom uh, as a manager, uh, as a supervisor, as a CEO. Uh, he can give you wisdom if you're trying to get a company from off of the ground. You need finances. You need backers. He can give you the wisdom to do that because the spirit of wisdom will come upon you and instruct you way, the way you should go. And then it says in the ninth verse, uh, it says, She will give you a garland to grace your head and present you with a glorious crown. There's a crown going to be on your head. It's a crown of wisdom. It's nothing like standing in the council of a fool. But it's powerful when you stand in the council or in the presence of a person that has stood before the Lord and they can give you wisdom for this hour. You see someone hot-headed, they're angry and they're mad and give them wisdom and it calms them down. You see someone that is unsettled in their ways because things are not going right and God gives you the wisdom to speak to them what they need to do so wisdom is important you carry wisdom like a crown God has already crowned you with glory and honor but he also if you take hold of wisdom if you grab wisdom with all in your heart you can also carry wisdom like a crown the writer said listen my son accept what I say and the years of your life will be many if you accept this instruction these instructions I say like the writer said to his son he said your years will be many instruct you he said I instruct you in the way of wisdom and lead you along straight paths remember Jesus said that Straight is the way and narrows the gate that leads into life. Few there be that go in there at. And he said, broad is the way, wide is the gate that leads to destruction. And many people go in that gate. The writer is saying, I instruct you in the way of wisdom and lead you along straight path. There are straight paths that we have to walk. We cannot be pulled to the left or the right. We have to have blinders on. We have to have focus in this hour because there are many voices that are competing for your attention and they're trying to pull you over here off course when a, a thoroughbred horse, a race horse is uh, racing on the track, the Kentucky Derby or some other race, um, they have blinders on their eyes and the reason why is to keep them from being distracted from the horses that are on the side of them. They are looking at the finish line. You have to look at the finish line. And, and the only way that you can find it is you have to look straight ahead at your calling, at your purpose, 
for what God has called you to do. It says, when you walk, your steps will not be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble. Hold on to instruction. Do not let it go. Guard it well, for it is your life. What is your life instruction? It's instruction. That's your life. What were you instructed to do? We as parents, we are all the time, we're giving our children, our young adults, or even our adults, we're giving them instruction. If they listen to the instruction, it will cause them not to experience a lot of hardships that we may have faced in life. Some of the instructions that my parents used to give me, I thought they were the craziest instructions that I ever heard. Not uh, uh, realizing and not taking into account that they had done the things that they were telling me not to do. And it was to save my life. It was to stop me from being harmed in certain ways. If they said not to hang with this person and not to go this way, it was instructions for life. And when you're young, you think you have all the wisdom in the world. You get to a place where no one can tell you anything. I know it all. And you find yourself in a situation that you should not be in because you did not heed instruction and wisdom. It says, hold on to instruction. Do not let instruction go. Guard it well, protect it well, for it is your life. When someone tells you something, pay close attention to what you're being told. Pay pay close attention for what you're being instructed. Guard it with your life. Do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of evildoers. Don't go down that path. Don't do what they do. Don't say what they say. Don't follow behind them. Don't hang with them because it's a path that leads to destruction. You can look at some people and you can tell how they're going to end up either in hell or in jail or in the grave some kind of way. You could just look at the path they live and the life they live. And if God doesn't intervene, there's an outcome and it's not going to be good for them. So the Bible is saying, do not set foot on the path of the wicked. There's a path that they take. Don't walk on that path. Don't go their way. Go the opposite direction. Uh, we used to have a nightclub at one time. And uh, you would have certain older people. Whenever a fight was about to break out, uh, the older ones, they would uh, get their cup of beer and put their hat on their head and walk the other way. They're going out the door because they know what the outcome is going to be. <laughs> when you see trouble, go the other way. Don't run to it. Go the opposite the way, other, other way. Because when you run towards trouble, you're walking on the path of the wicked. It says, avoid it, do not travel on it, turn from it, and go on your way. You know, a lot of young people today, I mean, all over YouTube and Facebook, you're always seeing something this, uh, particularly the millennial generation is posting, fighting, 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 fighting. They see a fight, they run to it, pull out the phone, and and they're videoing the fight. 
they're running to trouble. What happens if a person has a gun and he starts shooting? Well, somebody may get shot because they ran in the direction that they shouldn't go. The Bible says, do not travel on it. Turn from that wicked way and go the other way. It says, for the wicked, they cannot rest until they do evil. They are robbed of sleep till they make someone stumble. There's a lifestyle of the wicked. They do evil. They think evil. They walk the path of evilness. And they can't even sleep until they make someone stumble. They eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. Now listen, because we're speaking about the way you should go. It says in the 18th verse, the path of the righteous is like the morning sun shining ever brighter till the full light of day. The path of the righteous is like the morning sun. The path of the righteous is the path that the Lord leads you down as a righteous person. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Because His righteousness is on our life, we cannot walk the trail of the path of the wicked. We cannot entertain what they think is funny or delightful. We can't. Sometimes they uh, have videos on and they have so much profanity and they think it's funny and everything is funny and that is crooked and evil and uh, debased now. You're laughing at stuff that you shouldn't be laughing at. You're listening to stuff that you shouldn't be listening to. And some, even the saints, are sharing stuff that you should not be sharing that others are laughing at that have no relationship with God. But there's a path that the righteous take. And that path is like the morning sun. Now, how is the morning sun? It's bright. It's glorious. It's full of splendor. When the sun rises in the morning, the darkness flees. That's the path that the righteous should be on. The righteous should be running behind you to find out the ways of God. Because there's a time, and I'm telling you, there's a time that's coming that the gifts and the callings on your life that are being denied and being casted aside and being thought of as nothing, there's a time coming when that gift is going to be needed by the wicked. And they're going to run to find you. Could you pray for me? Could you speak a word in my life? Could you take this case up before God? It's come at a time. A lot of them may not acknowledge or pay attention to the gift right now. There's a time coming when that gift that they deny in the time of righteousness when the wickedness and the evil comes upon them, they're going to remember you that you walked as a righteous woman and as a righteous man. And they're going to call upon that gift. I'm telling you, that's a prophecy. That gift is going to be used. Just keep on doing what you're supposed to do. Do the things that are right and pleasing in the sight of God. And in this season, God will exalt you 
will raise you up so that the world can see what he has done in your life. Guys, that's all we have for this particular hour of this segment. And I hope it was a blessing to you. And uh, this is Bond Radio, Voice Over Nations, Carrie B. And I talk to you real soon. Be blessed. Hey guys, welcome once again to the Voice Over Nations broadcast. I'm your host, Carrie B, and this is Vaughn Radio. And we're so honored to have you as our special guest on this segment. I've been teaching about the way you should go. There's a way that you should walk with God. And one of the requirements in this hour that I've been hearing the Holy Spirit say is teach the people, tell the people to come before me and ask me, what do I require of them? What do I require of them? If you have a rental house and you're renting some property, uh, a business, and your tenant comes in and uh, getting ready to sign a lease, you have certain requirements that you require. Okay, no dogs allowed, no pets allowed, uh, no parties, no parking on the grass, no late uh, rent. Uh, I mean, you just have a whole list of requirements that you require of them uh, to take care of your property. Well, it's the same way with God. If you're going to walk with the Lord, you have to know what he requires of you. And one of the quickest ways you can find out, and that is to get in the presence of the Lord, to pray, to seek his space, to ask God, what, what type of lifestyle do you want me to live? What are some of the things that you don't want me to do? Where are the places that you don't want me to go? I believe that every minister that has a calling on their life, God restricts them from doing certain things. Now, other people can do it, and they may not have a problem with it, and God may not judge them for it. But when it comes to you, there are certain things as a minister that God will not allow you to do. He will not allow you to be a part of. Well, let me just speak for myself. Maybe he allows you to do certain things and, and that's fine. But he's told me not to do certain things, not to go certain places. And I'm going to obey God because obedience is better than sacrifice. When we are called uh, as a part of the name of God, when we are sons and we're daughters of God, it reminds me of Proverbs, the 22nd chapter. The first verse says, A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches, and loving favor rather than silver and gold. My father always used to say, Don't mess up my name. When you go out, my name is good. Bring my name back good. Um, so a good name is, 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 is rather to be chosen than great riches and love and favor than silver and gold. So when you're walking with a name that has been exalted, you're called sons and daughters of God. The Lord does not want you to live a life that would trash his name, that would bring dishonor to him. Because the Lord worked hard 
to give his son a name that's above all names, the name of Jesus, that at that name every knee must bow and every tongue must confess. He's a, he has a name that's exalted. He is your brother. You're a part of his family. That's a powerful name that at his name, every problem you have has to bow to it. And so we've been speaking about the way you should go. And our lesson text is coming from the book of Proverbs, the fourth chapter. And we left off. Let's take a look at the 17th verse. It's speaking about the wicked. It says the wicked eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. When you encounter a wicked person, nothing is impossible for them not to do when they have a wicked lifestyle. Because a person that is wicked, they would do anything. They would say anything. They can be in the midst of Christians and they'll start using profanity. They don't care. They just have a, a wicked disposition about themselves. They don't care. But the Bible says in the 18th verse, the path of the righteous is like the morning sun shining ever brighter till the full light of day. There's a path that the righteous must take in this hour. If the Lord is coming back for a church that does not have a spot or wrinkle, we have to get the spots and the wrinkles from out of the church. The church has to deal with the issues that are church related, but they are fueled by darkness. They are fueled by the ways of the world that has crept into the body of Christ and it causes spots to be on us. It causes wrinkles to be on us. Uh, there are many in the church, they are spotted like a leper, leprous per person, like a person that has leprosy. The spots and the wrinkles, God wants to get rid of them from out of the body of Christ. But we have to walk the path of righteousness because when we're walking on that path, our light begins to shine like the sun and it becomes brighter and brighter every day. It says, but the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. They're going down the path of the wicked and they're stumbling and they don't know what is causing them to stumble. It is their wicked ways. It's the lifestyle that they're living. They're not going the way they should be going. They're going the way that Satan has set up for them and they're stumbling. The 20th verse, my son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you today. The Holy Spirit, the precious Spirit of God is telling you, my daughter, my son, listen to what I'm saying in this hour. Listen to my voice. My sheep hear my voice and a stranger they will not follow. We have to be so close to God that we know his voice out of the thousands of voices we may hear every day. That is the voice of my father. That's the voice of my savior. I know that voice because when I was in trouble, I heard that voice. When I was in need, I heard that voice. 
when I was in prayer, I heard that voice. So we have to know the voice in this hour. And he's saying, pay attention, daughter. Pay attention, son. Watch. The Bible is being fulfilled every day. All you have to do is watch the news. And you see Bible prophecy happening every day. Pay attention to what was spoken by the prophets and the apostles of old. Pay attention to the seasons that are changing. Pay attention to the winds that are blowing. Because if you don't, if you don't recognize the seasons, you're going to get left behind. If you don't recognize the seasons in this hour, you're going to fall into trouble. And you're going to be asking God, why did this happen? And the Lord said the seasons change and you didn't, didn't recognize it. Um, one of the shows my wife and I, we like to watch is called The Last Alaskan. It's a show about a group of families that are living in the Alaskan Arctic, I believe. And it's a small number of families, maybe six or seven of them. And they live in this vast wilderness. And it's uh, cold and uh, it's, it's a life of uh, uh, living off the land. And when the season starts to change for them, because it's a small win a window, if they don't recognize the season, from when it's moving from spring to summer to winter, uh, it's almost like falling even there. But when the season starts to change, if they don't pay a close attention to the season, because there's a certain time of the year when it starts getting dark for like three months and it, the sun doesn't even shine. If they don't recognize the season change, what they need to do to prepare, they'll die. They will die in the wilderness. Likewise, you the Lord's son, the Lord's daughter. You have to pay attention to when the seasons are changing in your life. Because what he did in last month, the Lord may be doing a new thing in this month. And if you're not close to God, you're going to miss it. So the Lord say, pay attention to what he says. Turn not your ear the other way. Listen to the word. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. The word of the Lord is like, it's like health to your flesh. It's like healing to your bones. It's like your marrow is being filled with the fire of God. It's like your body is being filled with the healing glory of God pay attention to what is being said because you're going to need it in this hour I promise you you're going to need it in this hour this book of Proverbs is a book of life it's one of my favorite books in the whole Bible because it teaches me how to live when I go astray when I'm maybe doing something that I shouldn't be doing when I read the book of Proverbs it gives me wisdom gives me instruction for life it says above all else guard your heart from out of your heart flows the issues of life your heart reveals what's in it when you open up your mouth and you speak you can tell what a person is by what they say 
You tell if you can tell if they're a person of faith, if they have fear, uh, if they're walking in doubt and unbelief. You can tell whatever kind of direction they're traveling by what they say in their heart. Because out of your heart flows the issues of life, the ways of life, the things of life. It comes from out of your heart. When a person gets inebriated, they get filled with alcohol and drunk, and they start talking, they're going to tell you exactly what's in their heart. Now, later on, they may say, well, I'm, I apologize for what I said. Uh, no, they said exactly how they felt because it was in their heart. When the heart gets full, it starts to speak. It overflows with good or bad. A little child, they'll tell you just exactly what's in their heart. Yes, they will. Sometimes they don't know what they're doing, but they'll tell you exactly what's in their heart. <laughs> Praise God. The Bible says you have to guard your heart. You have to guard your heart. And it's not necessarily speaking about your physical heart. Now, we do have to take care of our heart. Strongest muscle in our body. We have to take care of our heart. But it's speaking about your spiritual heart. And your heart is connected to your soul or your mind so the Lord is saying guard your mind your heart the center of your being from out of your heart flows issues when you are looking at things that are contrary looking and listening to things that are contrary to the word of God it comes into your heart like seeds, like seeds we would sow in a field. And once they come in and we water these seeds with our unbelief or our doubt, and we cause the sun of darkness, it may sound crazy, but the, the, the sun of darkness, um, speaking about Satan, he's not the son of light, he's the son of darkness. And he starts shining his darkness on those seeds and they manifest into weeds and tears and they bring you problems because it got down into your heart and they started to multiply and come up as an evil type of fruit. You get a harvest from what you put in your heart. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart. Don't let in and everything come into your ear gate and your eye gate. That's why you cannot watch certain things. If you watch pornography day in and day out, all day you're going to be filled with images of naked people. When you sleep, when you work, even at church, because they came into your heart. And that's why you have to guard your heart because the issues of life flow from out of your mind or your heart. It says, keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Don't talk in a perverse way. Don't just talk nasty. 
you got some guys and, and some girls that are really nasty. They say some things that they should not say. Perverse lips. What they want to do with this one and that one. You should not be in those conversations. You cannot stand in the counsel of the ungodly and walk on the path of righteousness. You can't do it. Because if you're close to God, he's going to convict you of that. He's going to tell you, uh-uh, you should not be saying that. You should not be doing that because they're going to think you're a part of it. You have to be separate from what the world is doing and what the world is saying in this hour. Keep your mouth free of nasty talk, filthy talk. Even some of the uh, music that's coming out today, if you listen to a lot of uh, rap music, not all of it, but there's a certain segment of it that is very foul and uh, very X-rated. I mean, almost every word is a word of profanity, uh, some perverseness, uh, some kind of thing that degrades a woman or a person. You can't be singing that stuff. Why? Because it will get into your heart and from your heart flows the issues of life. Keep it far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Now, this is powerful here. The writer is saying, let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Look this way. Because the Lord is going to tell you which way to look. If you're not walking on the right path, you're going to stumble upon something that's going to cause you trouble. You see, the path of righteousness, there are, no, there are no scorpions on this path. There are no snakes on this path. And no things, animals or insects that's going to harm you. On the path of righteousness, you don't have spiders uh, hanging down from trees, spider webs that you walk into. We're speaking about the path of the righteous. When you walk in the path of righteousness, the path is illuminated by the word of the Lord. The word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. This is the path that you should go. Your pathway is clear. It's almost like you're jogging on a trail. It's nothing like having a clear jogging path. It's clear. It's free of debris. It's free of sticks and stuff that will make you stumble. It's free of snakes. On the path of wicked, you have all different types of things. You have snakes and spiders and frogs and lizards and scorpions. You have all different types of things that will cause you to run, to stumble, to fall, to throw you off course. Not the path of the righteous. Look straight ahead in this hour. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. And the 27th verse says, do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. Keep your foot from evil. 
The Bible is letting us know: do not walk towards evil. Do not be a part of them. Be ye separate from them, because the hour is coming when the unrighteous are going to be judged, and you don't want to be on that side when the day of judgment comes. Guys, many blessings once again. This is the way you should go, according to the Book of Proverbs. This is Voice Over Nations broadcast on radio, and I'm Carrie B. And I'll be back soon. Be blessed.